everyone. Thanks for checking out this podcast. I hope today's conversation inspires you and builds your faith for the moment you are in right now. Know that God's love for you truly changes everything. Enjoy the message. Today, uh, we continue this series that we started last week, this new series called Overwhelmed. And we've been talking about how often in life, it seems like pressures and responsibilities start to stack up. And for many of us, maybe today it's a school issue. Maybe the way that things are going with our schools right now is kind of stressing you out. Maybe for some of us here today, it's about work and the pressures and maybe there are projects going on and all the regulations are making it extra hard. Maybe for you right now, it's a family issue and your family needs prayer and strength from the Lord today. Maybe it's COVID and, and all the regulations or maybe it's all the division in, in our society right now and people who are at each other all the time. Maybe for you today, it's a money problem and you're stressed out over finances. And what happens in our lives so often is these pressures build and build to the point that we feel overwhelmed. And so today I have a little surprise for you. Some of you have you, you follow me online and so you know what's under this cover. Some of you are in for a bit of a surprise. Uh, but I brought a toy with me this morning uh, that we're going to talk about. Yes, all together. Ooh. Now, if you're anything like me, you know quite a bit about this. But I'm guessing that many of you do not know that this is what is known as a Ducati Penagale Superbike, made in Italy. The first question you probably ask is, Joel, is it yours? And I can answer that with two words, I wish. No, it's owned by a good friend here at the church. Now, I do have a picture. If you look on the screen here, I do have a picture of me on uh, my Honda, which let me, let me represent here. My, my Honda uh, that, uh, that is actually, in fact, that color is called Italian red. Do you know why Honda calls that on, on my V4 VFR interceptor Italian red? Because... They're trying to model it after this bike. In other words, this for me is one of those kind of holy grail items that I'll, I'll probably never own, uh, even in the graciousness and generosity of my wife who has let me had many bikes over the years. There is something special about a Ducati. To me, at least. Now, a lot of people, I love Harleys too. I've, I've ridden a lot of Harleys over the years, but there is nothing that sounds quite like a Ducati L-Twin. Would you like to hear it? All right. I do declare, I think I'm getting the vapors. Woo, that works me up. All right, before I get too excited. You see, as, as beautiful and wonderful as this Ducati Penagali is, built and engineered to the most exacting precision, 
If you'll notice, there happens to be a bit of a problem here in the front. You see, it doesn't matter how amazing a bike you have. If you've got a flat tire, you're not going anywhere. You're stuck. In fact, you could take this and soup it up to the highest potential to over 200 horsepower so that it was ready to compete in the Isle of Man TT Championship. All right, and now I'm getting into my motorcycle geekery here. And, 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 and one of the top bikes in the world, you could spend $100,000 or $200,000 putting every possible option to make it the best in the world. And yet, if the tire is flat, you're stuck and you're not going anywhere. This is also true with, with cars. Uh, I, I have a, a friend, and, and I, I've had the blessing of, I've, I've been to Porsche racing school. I've had the blessing of uh, having a lot of experiences, but I've never driven a car like this one in the picture. Uh, my friend is, uh, one of my best friends in the world, is a, a jet pilot uh, for a billionaire. And he has a hangar, and in the hangar, he has just a few of his many cars there with his jets. Uh, and again, this is not my friend's, it's his boss's car. Uh, and this is a, a McLaren Speedtail that costs $3 million. And actually, it's not even close to the most expensive car in his collection. Uh, just down the row in the, in the bubbles, you can see a red Ferrari beside it. But just down uh, the row from this is a McLaren F1 that, uh, and a McLaren F1 just went on the auction block this year for $20 million US. I'm talking US dollars. And so you could take anything like this $3 million McLaren that I snapped the picture of when we were there to visit them uh, this year. It doesn't matter how amazing it is could be the fastest car in the world. And yet, just one flat tire and you're stuck. You're not going anywhere. Now, what does this have to do with us? Well, this kind of reminds me of Psalm 139. In Psalm 139, it says, Lord, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And see, just as this bike's design is beautifully and wonderfully made. You're almost as pretty yourself. Well, no, let me clarify. You are even more wonderfully and beautifully made than this. But here's the problem. You see, just as this bike's beautiful and wonderful design can be limited and bound by something as simple as a flat tire. In the same way, is it possible that God's design for your life is being limited and bound by something today? Is it possible that maybe there's a flat tire in your life, something that is holding you back, and if God could deal with that one issue in your life today, that it would begin to change everything. See, last week, uh, as we started this series, if you weren't with us last week, we want to encourage you to go back and, and watch that online on YouTube or on Facebook. 
uh, or you can go to our website and find uh, the teaching from last week. And you remember Tracy was up here and helped, and we, we had this big, sti- this big stack of plates, and these plates represented the pressures and the struggles and the responsibilities that keep stacking up in our lives until we feel overwhelmed. And when we got to that point, you remember that all it took, all it took was just one little bump, just one little, just one bump too much, and all of a sudden, everything came tumbling down, and we were in for a crash. And maybe, look, maybe you look at your life today, and you say, Joel, that message struck me last week because I know that I cannot afford a crash in my life. I've got people counting on me. I can't just drop all the plates because my children need me to be strong for them. My family needs me in this time. My Things are, are, are happening at work where, where it's really important that I get through this season. I know that God has a calling in my life. He, he has a mission for me. And right now, I don't know that I can do it anymore, but I know one thing that I cannot afford to drop it all and leave. And if that's where you are in your life today, right now, I have some good news for you. And the good news is this. This is what we're going to talk about today. See, sometimes God will help you identify one thing. Maybe one particular issue. And get this, sometimes changing one thing can help in changing everything in your life. Sometimes, instead of being overwhelmed by all of the things that you can't fix, sometimes God will reveal to you something specific that you can fix. And if you start with that one flat tire, sometimes changing that one thing can help you get started on the way towards changing everything. And so if you, uh, if you brought a Bible today, uh, I want you to grab your Bible and find Luke chapter 18. If you did not bring a Bible, go ahead and you can look it up online. We are going to have these on, uh, on the screen today as well. But it's always good to look at Scripture yourself so that you don't have to depend upon us showing you. And today in Luke chapter 18, before we read this, I want to ask you, what is your flat tire today? Are you ready? Uh, Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 18. A certain ruler asked him, asked Jesus, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, some translations and tradition tell us that this certain ruler was three things that he was rich, that he was young, and that he was powerful. He was rich, young, and powerful. In other words, this, is guy, this guy is like the ultimate uh, Instagram influencer. I mean, he's got followers like Kylie Jenner. He, he has everything you could possibly want. He has followers and friends and a reputation and and fans. And even at this point in his life, even though he has everything, he can still tell that there is something that is missing. 
that what the world told him would be enough was not enough. And he was looking for that missing piece. And he comes to Jesus and asks Jesus, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In other words, he was asking, Master, what do I need to do in order to get right with God in my life? And here's what Jesus says in verse 19. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. And so the first thing Jesus does with this guy is the the first thing he does with all of us is, is he points to the sin issue in this young man's life. And he goes back and he starts listing some of the Old Testament commandments. And he says, you know not to commit adultery, which is sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman. He says, do not murder, which is to harm other people. Do not steal. Do not give false witness means don't lie. Be a truth teller. Honor your father and mother. Give respect to people even when you don't feel like it. And all of a sudden, this young man stops Jesus and says, it says wait, wait, wait just a second. Jesus, there's something you don't understand. Jesus, what you need to know about me is that I live a high-powered Ducati lifestyle. I've got it all together. I have everything you could possibly want in your life. And even more than that, Jesus, here's what you need to know about me. You need to know that I'm a good person. Even since I was a little boy, I have tried to stay away from sin and the things that that I know that are wrong. I've tried to be as good as I can. And yet, even though I've been good by everybody's definition in the world, I still know deep down inside that there is something that is not right. And Jesus says, you're right. And so we pick up in verse 22. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. You still lack what? Everybody say it with me. You still lack one thing. Oh, Jesus says, the problem is you still have one flat tire. You still have an issue in your life that gets down to the root of what you're trying to hold back from God. The very thing that is separating you from God's plan and desire for your life. You still lack one thing. And if we could deal with this one thing, maybe that would help in dealing with everything that has kept us away from God. And so Jesus continues, verse, let's do verse 22 again. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. Jesus Jesus looked at him and said, 
How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. That's not very encouraging. And so the disciples pushed back and said, Jesus, maybe we're missing something here. Verse 26, those who heard this asked, who then can be saved? In other words, the disciples asked, Jesus, are you saying that that rich people are beyond salvation? Are you saying that there's a certain point that that I could get to in my life where I am beyond redemption? That I should just be able, I should just give up hope because I've done so much bad and I'm in such a place in my life that God could never rescue me? God could never change me? And Jesus says, oh, no, 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 don't misunderstand. That's not what I'm saying. Jesus replied in verse 27, what is impossible with men is possible with God. (laughs) See, See, Jesus says, it doesn't matter how far you've gone or how bad you have messed up. What is impossible for you is possible with God. What you cannot fix in your life, God can. And so here's the point. Jesus looks at this rich, young influencer. And he says to him, look, I see that you've lived a high-powered life. And not only do you have everything, but you've lived a pretty good life by most people's standards. Most people would call you a good person. But Jesus says, let me tell you why you're stuck. Let me tell you the one thing you lack. And Jesus points to his flat tire and says, your particular issue is greed. Let me translate. That's a a real biblical kind of churchy word, greed. Let, Let me translate for you. It's that you trust in your finances more than in your faith in God. That when you look at the problems in your life, you think that finances are the issue that will solve them. And because of that, you have not trusted God in that area of your life. And that's your flat tire. Because even though you have tried to do good, you have made it about yourself rather than about others. You're you're not only selfish, but selfish in and of itself is sinful. And Jesus says, what you need to do is start realizing that the world does not revolve around you And that God wants to use you to make a difference. That it's not just about you inheriting eternal life, but also about being a blessing to others. And so let me ask you a question. With this guy, do you really think that there was just one issue? Do you really think that there was just one thing that he lacked? Or do you think that it's probably likely that he had a lot of other issues. I mean, it'd be pretty impressive if this is the only sin issue, the only problem area that this guy had in his life. 
But here's what happens so often. What Satan loves to do is to overwhelm us with all of our problems at the same time. See, that's what happens when we're overwhelmed. What Satan loves to do is overwhelm you with a view of all the things in your life that you can't fix because if he can get you focused on all the things in your life that you can't fix, then he knows he can prevent you from getting to work at the things that you can fix. Does this sound familiar? And so Jesus says, Let's pull back for a second and identify the core issue for you that is keeping you from God. And Jesus says, your issue is, and as he identifies that for him, and for you, you can fill in the blank of what maybe God has revealed to you as your flat tire. All of a sudden, what happens next is so very sad. That the young man looks at Jesus and says, what you ask for me to give up is too hard. I can't do it. And he turned away, around and he walked away from Jesus. Now I want to ask you today, what is your hard issue? What is the thing that maybe has been the flat tire in your life? For some, maybe it's addiction, pornography alcohol. Maybe there is a substance that you use just to get through your day and you turn to it rather than to God. Maybe it's your finances. As as Pat mentioned earlier in the service, one of the amazing things about biblical generosity and biblical finances is research in North America shows we know what the Bible says about, about tithing, and yet the reality is that somewhere between 10 and 25% of people who are active in churches today in North America actually do what the Bible says financially that about 80% or more of Christians, and that literally 2 or 3% is what the average Christian gives to God, is what the research shows in North America. That tells me statistically for a lot of Christians, financial obedience has been their flat tire. It's kept them back from trusting and experiencing the freedom and victory that God wants for their lives. Maybe for you it's a relationship issue today. Maybe it's a sexual issue today. Maybe it's a a person in your life who keeps drawing you back into bad habits and you just can't draw the line in the sand and say no to them. And that's your flat tire. Maybe it's fear and anxiety in the midst of all the things that are going on in the world today. Maybe it's selfishness like this rich young ruler. Maybe Maybe the reality is if you were to ask people around you to be honest, they would have to admit that you tend to suck them dry because you're always taking from everybody and never giving back. Because it's always about you. Maybe maybe for you today, it's the issue of bitterness. 
that there's somebody who hurt you in your past and you haven't been able to forgive them. You're holding on to that that bitterness and that anger over what this person did rather than giving it to God. And that has become the flat tire in your life that has held you back from going where God wants you to go and doing what God wants you to do. And for some of you here today, the primary issue is the ultimate issue, your salvation. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus and received his forgiveness. That's the reason he came to this world and died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And listen, when you give your life to Jesus, when you confess your sins and enter his family, that is not just changing a flat tire. Listen, that is a whole life restoration project where he begins to change you from the inside out. And maybe you're at a point in your life where you say, look, Joel, I've tried. I know what my issue is. God has spoken to me about it again and again and again, and I just have not been able to get victory over it no matter how hard I have tried. And if that's you today, I want to remind you what Jesus said in verse 27. What did Jesus say? He said, what is impossible with men is possible with God. In other words, maybe you can't fix it, but guess what? God can Amen? Okay, now, give glory, you can give glory to God. That's okay. I know, I know with, with COVID and restrictions, sometimes we're kind of like not sure what we can do and what we can't do. It's okay. And so I remember this last winter, uh, my wife called one evening. She had gone to Costco uh, to, to load up on groceries and, uh, and spend $300, which I think is the mandatory minimum uh, to get out the doors at Costco. Uh, anybody ever gotten out of there less than $300? You're amazing. Well done. Good and faithful servant, Costco shopper. And, uh, and so uh, she called me. It was about, I think it was about 8 o'clock that night and I had kind of settled in. I don't remember what I had been doing. I maybe had even put on my pajamas and had a, a warm cup of cocoa. All I know is it was cold outside and I was warm and cozy inside. And Tracy called me up on the phone and, and, I, and I picked up the phone and I said, hi, what's up? And she said, Joel, I've got a problem. I have a flat tire. And I, I, I said, well, why are you calling me? Go ahead and fix it, woman. I did not say that. <laughs> I said, honey, you stay right where you are. I'm on my way. And in the cold, with frozen fingers, <laughs> we fixed that flat tire together. Uh, a couple of years ago, my daughter called and she had been in a wreck and, and she in the car that she had just bought. And she, uh, she called me up and said, Daddy, I've, I've been in a wreck. And I said, baby girl, you stay right where you are. Daddy's on his way. And listen, whatever you've been through and whatever it is you feel like you cannot fix in your life, you need to know that you're not on your own today. That God is here and he wants to do something miraculous for you. Would you stand?
And as we get ready to pray, we're going to spend some quiet time today and ask God, what is your one thing? Because I'm not here to tell you, I don't know. But God knows. And I would guess it's true for each and every one of us. Maybe there's something he wants to speak to us about today. And so Heavenly Father, Lord, we open ourselves up to you and invite you to show us. Lord, is there something, a flat tire that's been holding us back? Maybe one thing that has prevented us from, from living out the beauty and the abundance and the fulfilling life that you have called us to. Lord, we invite you right now to speak to us and show us. Show us, Lord. Just go ahead. Even those of you who are at home right now, just in the silence of where you are, invite God to speak to you and show you, is there, is there something that he's been trying to touch and maybe you've been holding it back from him and saying, no, this is mine. Lord, your servants are listening. We hear what you have said to us. And we pray that you would give us the wisdom to discern between the voice of Satan who seeks to overwhelm us and paralyze us with all the problems in the world and all of our lives. Lord, silence the voice of the enemy so that we would hear your voice, so that we would be attuned to your word, so that we would hear from your spirit. And just as you have spoken to us today, right now in our hearts, we give it to you. Maybe, maybe along with me, maybe you just want to hold out your hands in front of you just like this as a symbol of surrender and say, Lord, I give it to you. Lord, I give it to you. And in giving it to you, Lord, we confess. We confess that it was never ours to keep in the first place. We give it to you and we ask you to come in and do what has been impossible for us, what we have been unable to fix. Lord, for you to come in and do the impossible. Lord, I pray right now that for some who they can see 
just, they can tell right now, they can see it with their spiritual eyes that, that this thing has been a chain that has bound them. And Lord, right now, we invite you to break the chains in the name of Jesus, to break the chains of depression, to break the chains of fear, to break the chains of sexual addiction. to break the chains of selfishness. Lord, even right now, I, I, as you've revealed in my life something just that I didn't expect right now, you spoke to me about something. Lord, I give it to you. And give me the strength whenever I want to turn back to that thing that I've given to you and take it back from you to say, no, Lord, you fixed it. It's yours. I give it to you. Lord, wash us clean. And for anybody who's never surrendered to Jesus today, if you've never given him your heart, if you've never confessed your sin and believed that he died on the cross for your forgiveness, please don't walk out of this place today without having made that life-changing, all-important decision to become a follower of Jesus and right now, here's what you do. Just in your heart, say, Lord, I confess. Just right now, tell him, Lord, I confess. Not just one thing, all of it, God. All of it. I know that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, and that's what Jesus did for me on the cross. And so I receive his forgiveness. Lord, come in and wash me clean. Lord, give me wisdom from your word to follow your ways. And Lord, for each and every person who prayed that, right now, Lord, I pray that you would give them spiritual revelation and a hunger for the scripture, a hunger for your word. Lord, in our small groups this week, as we gather with our small groups online, Lord, that, that in our small groups, you would give us a hunger for your word, that you would teach us to pray, that you would teach us to be open and honest about the things that we're going through in our lives so that nothing will be hidden and we can live in freedom and victory in the name of Jesus, we pray all of these things for your glory and invite you to have your way in our lives. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Moncton Wesleyan, we invite you to visit our website at mw.church. We are here to help you with any questions you might have. See you next time.